and welcome to a fun, fantastic Friday. The first Friday of April, and it's no joke. April Fools! <laughs> it's April 1st day, where everybody tries to pull on over somebody else. But um, in, in all seriousness, I think we've been fooled in real life with um, having to deal with COVID for two and a half years, and now with gas prices up and the way the world is right now. Um, I think the joke's on us. So I don't really, can, I don't really think we should be pull crap on other people. But if you have some really good um, uh, pranks, uh, post them up on Twitter. I'd love to go see them. Twitter, Instagram, post those puppies up. I want to see those. I love why or TikTok. I love watching like people prank somebody, but like you know, in a classy way. Not in a way that's going to harm somebody else, but in a, in a funny way. Like, for example, I was really seriously going to think about doing this. So my nephew is six. We have a dog. Well, he has a dog. So I thought, hey, why don't I give him fake dog poop and he'll go tell my brother that the dog pooped in the house and he carry it. I, I couldn't do that today, but now I, I had too much going on this week to even go buy the fake poop at Party City, but that's an example. If you have time today and you want to do that, go, go right ahead, you know? Um, anywho, welcome to the recordings of a fangirl. Hashtag sarcasm. So, yes, my birthday month begins. So, so excited. Okay. So, got a couple things to talk about. Wrote them down this morning. I will just like to start with the New York Rangers. The New York Rangers are elite. Let me repeat that again. The New York fucking Rangers are elite. They are elite. You've, you are an Islanders fan or a Devils fan or whatever around here in the Tri-State area, too fucking bad. I will tell you this. The Islanders had their window. You had your window to win a championship in the last three years. You failed. You failed. You are no longer elite. You are in the dumpster. Good luck rebuilding. The devils are the devils. That's basically all I can say. But the Rangers are elite. And I have to give props to Chris Drewy, who is the GM of the, of the Rangers, because he did not screw up that chemistry on the ice at the trade line at the trade deadline he kept everybody traded picks i think traded away some people in the farm system but that's it and he added high quality people to this to this team and they already meshed together i mean you got frankie who's scoring goals and who's who's has who's speedy on the ice you got andrew cop um, winning goal the other night against um, Detroit. Uh, my God, you got all these guys. Um, Mott. I mean, look at all these guys. Hello? They are a cup contender. And I'm going to say that. I don't know how many times, but they are a cup contender. Tonight they play the Islanders. So, you know, trap game. Literally, it is a trap. It's a trap game. But they had a trap game the other night against Detroit. Um and they pulled that one out. So this team believes in themselves and I can, I'm can. i so excited, I can't wait. In a couple of weeks, I'm going to one of the games uh, with my cousin because it's her birthday. Her birthday was in November. My birthday obviously is this month. So it's like a birthday thing for both of us. 
and I love, and I, I'm the one who got her into hockey. So remember when she was like, you know, five, six or seven, maybe, maybe it was seven. And she, she actually played hockey for a little bit until a boy decided to come and um, slam her into the boards. And then she was like, I quit, <laughs> but she was tough. She's tough. I would quit probably too. So I had to start with my hockey. Um, can Antonio Brown look any more pathetic than he looks right now? First of all, you claim that you ran off the field, which was against the Jets, by the way. Uh, you claim you ran off the field that game because Bruce Aarons wanted to put you back into the game and you were injured. You had your ankle was not all that right and you were mad as hell and you just you know you threw a you threw a hissy fit and you ran off the field right so then i have to hear him quote this way i need to get my ankle fixed but i just want to make sure i got an obligation or a commitment from a team it's a lot for a guy to go do surgery without any idea of where you're gonna work or who you're going to work for uh, no, Antonio. It's about your health first and foremost. If you don't fix your ankle now, when you get to be an old man, if you get to live that long, um, if you get to live that long, guess what happens? You're not going to be able to move your foot, your ankle. Your ankle is very important. Get it fucking fixed. Because you know what he sees? He sees all of these wide receivers getting all this money right now. And he wants the money. That's all he cares about. Oh, um, but if your ankle was that bad, shouldn't you then have played that game against the Jets and not run off the field like a little baby, like a little baby, crying, like a, having a hissy fit? Seriously, what the hell is wrong with him? But I just think that's hysterical. Oh, yes, sure, 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 sure. That's what we want. That's what we want to do. Um. I have to, okay, that I have to go back to. So I have like, you know, people texting me and stuff like that right now, clients and all that kind of stuff. Anyhow, so um, what was I going to say now? Oh, yeah, so that was Antonio Brown. And I saw that on Twitter and I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Um, so then Bruce Aaron steps down um, and now... Todd Bowles is the coach. He gets his second chance, which I kind of knew was going to happen with Tampa Bay once Bruce Aarons decided to retire. You knew that was going to happen. Um, I love how everybody says Todd Bowles is a great guy. Yes, but great guy doesn't mean that you're going to win. You can be the best of guys. Now, the difference when he coached the Jets, here's what happened. He didn't have... Okay, a good team. Let's be real. All right, the, the team sucked when he was here. Um, he's also the one in charge of, he was also the one in charge of Sam Darnold, by the way. Um, I have to say. Um, let's also remember, I have to see where I put it. I do have it here. Hold on, because I, I wrote, let's see. Mm, I 
don't know if I did that or not. Oh, we can get rid of these two. Um, I'm just trying to say. Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah, we have to talk about that, too. Um, but, like, you had Mike McCannahan as the GM. He sucked. You had the worst players that were here with the Jets. No real good offense. He never even understood how to the offense to begin with because he's a defensive-minded coach. Um, didn't put together a great staff. Didn't have people. Then when they finally drafted Sam Darnold and had a new quarterback because he had, don't forget, he had Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, and he didn't win. So let's look that up. Let's look this puppy up. Because I have my notes. I just can't find where the freaking notes are. Um, I, have, I have it on my phone. Like, this is this is the bad thing about having phones. I have so many notes. Um, that I can't even, I can't even find it. Um, right. So he served as head coach between 2015 and 2018. After an impressive first season going 10 and 6, Tom uh, Todd's team struggled as he was fired going 14 to 35 over the following 3 seasons. So, remember the first year and he did have um he did have Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now, who blew that game? I don't know. Now I have my other notes, let's see. I mean, we had, we had, you know, Powell as the, as the running back, which was awesome. He was awesome. Um, you had Brandon Marshall, you know, we had Ryan Fitzpatrick, like I said, you had Nick Folk as the kicker. I mean, we had players on this team. You had Calvin Pace, you had Quincy Iguana, you had Eric Decker, you had Chris Ivory as the other running backs. You had Ivory and Powell together as the running backs. I mean, the offense was not that bad. Um, we had Mangold as the center, obviously. Uh, Revis was here. I mean, the team, I mean, it started off 10-6, and six, but remember, they lost that game. They should have been in the playoffs that year. Would it have changed things for Todd Bowles? I don't know. I'm going to say no. I don't think it would have. But then, think about this. That was the roster, right, for 2015. The roster, though, in 2018. Okay, ready? Here we have it. Um, Herndon as the uh, tight end. We had Fowski. We had May. So you had some good people on the defense. You had, um, obviously, you had... Um, um, Adams. We had Ryan Griffin. We had Nathan Shepard, Jordan Jenkins. Just trying to see who else. Um, Crowder. Um, Mims was chosen in 2018. That was 2018. Um, Sam Donald was drafted in 2018. Uh, you had... Um, Josh McCowan, and don't forget Josh McCowan was the starting quarterback the year prior to that. 
they had all Braxton Berrios was on here. Um, it's not a really good full roster. You had Henry Anderson, you had Robbie Anderson. Um, there's a lot of people on here. The record that year was four and 12. The pro bowlers that year were jo- um, Jamal Adams, the kicker, Jason Myers, and, um, and then the kicking return guy that they didn't resign. Remember him? Andre Roberts, the kick return guy that was awesome that the team just let go um, the following year. Um, you know, we had, he had Brian Lefwich as the team offensive coordinator. He has that, you know, he, the Bucks head coach, Todd Bowles will retain Brian Lefwich as the team offensive coordinator. So he has an offensive coordinator that knows what he's doing. Who was the offensive coordinator for us? I don't even remember. That's how bad it is. Um, let me just say, offensive coordinator, let me look. I think I have it written somewhere. Um, well, right now we have, I know who that is. Um, let's look and see. Coaching. Um, well, we all know that Adam Gaze, we had Rex Ryan, right? We had Eric Mangini. Oh my God. All these coaches. I mean, the Jets. Head coaches, I know, but um, I don't know who else the offensive coordinators were. I'd have to look that up. I have to look into that. Um, the Jets team staff, let's see. 2018. Let's just look up 2018 because... Um, Okay, let's see. Obviously, we had Mike McCannon as the general manager. You had Brian Hamdinger as director of player personnel. And director of college scouting back then was Matt Baskin. You had director of football administration, Jacqueline Davidson. President is Neil Glad. Obviously, we have owner is what a chairman is, Christopher. We, we know how they are. Um, you had assistant coaches, Miles Austin, Rob Calabrese. I think they're on there now. So yeah, the coordinators for now, um, are not bad. Assistant coaches, not bad. Tight ends coach. You have all these coaches here now, but I want to know who is the coaching staff. Okay, here we are. Let me see. Okay, 2018 season. Okay, here we are. Because this is important to me, is the 2018. Right, we had Jeremy Bates as the offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach. He sucked. Just think about that. You had the rookie coming in, Sam Darnold. He did not know what the hell he was doing. You had Stump Mitchell as the running backs coach. 
Okay. Now that's why I'm going to sound that one. You had Carl Dorrell, wide receivers coach. Mm-hmm. Okay. He had Jimmy Johnson, tight ends coach. Mm-hmm. Nope. Rick Dennison, offensive line coach, run game coordinator. You have, and that's basically all you have, like that I have here. Um, I think the only good, solid coach the Jets have ever had was a special teams coach. Um, other than that, look at look at how the staff was terrible, terrible for bowls. So he's got a better shot with the, with the box, and he has somebody called Tom Brady, who is probably running the offense. Let's be real. Um. So while we're still on the talk of the Jets, um, there is a guy on Twitter named, let me look it up now, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me a minute. Paul Andrew, sorry, I, can't, I suck with last names. Paul Andrew, E-S-D-E-N Jr. Okay. And... He likes to tweet things that are dumb. Sorry, but you do. Okay. Um, he keeps, he tweeted something and I was like, is he like serious? He said something. I don't know what he said, but I have to look. Wait, tweets and retweets. It's probably here. Um... I have to see where it is before I say anything. Thank you. Two hours. Two hours. He tweets a lot, by the way. He overtweets. Um. Hold on. I'm here. It is. So he tweeted that. Head coach Kyle Shanahan said the Jets offensive coordinator Mike LaFleur is one of the best coaches I've been around. Plus, said Mike did a great job of having ideas and adapting it to his players' talents. Fake news. Fake freaking news. I don't believe that for a second. Because if you actually looked at the creativity of the play schemes between all three quarterbacks, Flacco, White, and Wilson, White had the best schemes for that one perfectly played game that they played on Halloween. Flacco was okay, but certain calls of Wilson I did not like, which I put together for my, you know, for my new podcast, which is coming out, obviously. Um, playing with the boys and stuff uh playing with the boys which is what's called playing with the boys i got the blog post that i'm gonna be writing up right now actually today um i already posted a video um on instagram which is sassy girl pr7 and on my twitter account which is axiax um the video of plays that i would develop if i was the oc for him and they're mostly i will tell you they really do need to incorporate now the tight ends into the scheme of in the mix of things but he really needs to do short passes slants quick quick slant skinny slant he's got to do those things 
they have to incorporate that with him. Do you know how many times I saw Zach Wilson rolling out? He did a rollout throwback. Why was he doing a roll rollout throwback? Why? Why would you have a rookie do that all the time? A lot of rolling out. And with the offensive line last year, that was really not that good. He really needs to get that ball out of his hands in 1.8 seconds or less. So we'll see how good the offensive line is this year. But still, even, even then, he has a tendency to keep the ball and hold on to the ball longer than he needs to. I mean, there are... There were many times when he did have a good run, and he and he did run with the ball. Obviously, the best play was against um, Tennessee, where he tricked them, and he thought he was going out of bounds, and he stayed in the bounds for the touchdown. And he ran, I think, what was that, 72 yards? And there are a couple others in the film that I put together, in the, in the video that I put together, where he's running. But there are some times where they didn't even pick, like, a quarterback sneak, or they didn't or they didn't have a quarterback. Um, oh my God, I can't think of the, what the terminology is. But there's other plays that the quarterback can do. You know, and I never I never saw that. Like at the goal line in one of the games. I think I start off with that one. Uh, well, can, we can't do quarterback naked because, I mean, he got to practice other thing. But I think it's quarterback sweep. You know, they didn't do it. They could have done a quarterback sweep. Instead, it didn't look like they were doing it. I don't know. He was waiting to pass the ball in the end zone. They're right on like the five-yard line or the between the five and the three. I can't remember off the top of my head in this, in this one video clip. And they have Zach. Then Zach, and they're not in shotgun either. He's right behind the center. So it's not even shotgun. And he lost like 10 yards because he kept having to fall back because the defense was coming after him because the offense couldn't hold. I mean, there I would have done a quarterback sneak or, or, or a quarterback draw um, or a quarterback sweep. I mean, even a quarterback power is a little bit better of, a, of, a, of, an, of something to use Wilson's talent of running up with the ball than having him almost getting sacked at the 15-yard line because he ran he, he ran like all back because he does all these rollout throwbacks. I was like, why, why is LaFleur calling this? There's a couple where I question LaFleur. So that's coming out later. I promise. It's coming out today. I already edited, edited and put it together. Um, the music, I have to put the audio to it. And then that's coming out. But so speaking of Zach. Um. So the New York Post will just about post anything about him. So some random strange woman sits next to him at Miami Beach. Oh my, you know, on the beach and starts talking to him. And the post goes, oh, and he was with some woman. Um, no, the woman was sitting there and probably just had a conversation as to like, you know, because he's wearing his Jets hat. She probably questioned him. Maybe she knows football. She was like, oh, you look familiar. May I use Zach Wilson? <laughs> Who knows? But, I, you know, Zach has to realize that now, like, anything you do in public is going to be scrutinized. Anything and everywhere you go, people are going to watch. So he has to be aware of that. And can the, can the boys on Twitter, like, settle down for a little bit? Can you settle down for a little bit with him? 
Okay? He's not going to be, he's not going to make the same mistakes that Sam Darnold made. All right? Living his quote-unquote best life and getting mono. Okay? Number one. And I still, I, I would love to relieve, 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 release the woman who I think that was, by the way, but I'm not. I'll keep that to myself because I really don't fucking care anymore. Um, but I know. Let me just tell you. It's not that complicated. Um, being that I see what Sam's taste in women is, or, or should I say lack of taste in women is. Um, second of all, he's not going to be Joe Namath. Okay. And go ahead and do what Joe Namath did. He does not seem to be that type of person. He seems to actually be a good down-to-earth guy. You know, the boy next door type. That's what he seems to be. Now, do I, am I making an impression from what I see? Yes. Do I know anything else? No. But I will tell you this. I'll find out next week how, how he really truly is. And I'm not going to say anything else on that. I'll just keep my mouth zipped. Well, we'll see what kind of guy he really is. Next week, we'll see. And then I will report back and tell you what type of guy he is. Anyhow, and then on the post about this woman, there has to be, oh, there always is something against women. You men, this is why women are single. Because you guys are so fucking stupid. Okay. Why does the age of a woman bother the hell out of you? Why? So first, us women have to deal with, in the old times, old maid. Then we were called spinsters. Then if an if a older woman goes out with a younger man, she was a cougar. Now we're going back to using the, the 16th century phrase, long in the tooth. Because so the woman who sat next to Zach is long in the tooth. How do you know? How do you know how old she is? Just by looking at her, you can tell. So I said that's like sex, and that is sexist. It's sexist to me because when you're picking out, now yes, it is ageism. I agree, but it's sexist always to have a man pick out something against a woman. Because heaven freaking forbid a woman puts something out on a man. Oh my God, no. So if I call a man a beer slug and slob, isn't that a sexist remark that I'm making on him? Because you know, it's that sexist to say that, you know, he, you know, he likes to slug down beers and he has a beer gut and he looks disgusting. I'm sorry, if you have a beer gut right now and you, all you do is slug down beers and you're sitting on the couch, to me, you are disgusting. Sorry, but not. You should be putting more energy into making yourself look good. But see, men can let themselves go. Women cannot. We let our appearance go. It's the first thing everybody freaking ass notices. But to say that to a guy, see double standards. But to say that to a guy, I can't say that to a guy. Because guys are celebrated no matter what the fuck they do. But women aren't. And, and that's going to change. I'm telling you all now, that's changing. And to all the dumb assholes out there that think that Deshaun Watson is... um. Innocent? No, he wasn't proven innocent. Now he wasn't proven guilty either. But just because there's no, um, there is no evidence to prove otherwise, doesn't make him innocent. 
and there was this great article on Yahoo Sports. Um, what was I going to say? There's a great article on here about Deshaun Watson and about the situation. Deshaun Watson's accuser says Browns and fans preventing, pretending QB is innocent is evil. Um, he still faces civil suits from the 22 accusers and possible suspension from the NFL. The brands have ensured his finances will not be significantly hurt if he's suspended this season. But it's hard to imagine, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So his accuser, Lauren Baxley, a licensed massage therapist who accused Watson of exposing himself to her and touching her with his penis multiple times wrote, the lack of charges on the Watsons resulting of the $230 million contract were a crushing blow to survivors everywhere. She said the decision to not charge Watson also created a torrent of abuse towards his accusers by people who treat the lack of charges as complete exoneration. Um, rather than a prosecutor or grand jury deciding there isn't enough evidence to proceed with a trial where the threshold is beyond a reasonable doubt. Um, the day before the grand jury convened to hear our testimonial evidence, a person named Kobe DeBuse tweeted his speculation with plaintiffs would be charged with the misdemeanor prosecution, which would be funny for our lawyers. He perpetrated evidence that were sex workers was based on the fact that many of Watson's victims work and reside in Houston. Um, the people Bailey calls out are among the many on the pro-Watson side of this that have opened up on social media. Bailey accused such fans as well as Browns of evil, uh, uh, of evil for pretending Watson had been demeaned innocent, implying an NFL and NBA player to be guilty as well. Failure to be charged or convicted of a crime does not equate innocence. Watson and his fans in the Cleveland Browns pretending it does is only ignorant. It is evil. I would include a certain NBA player along with the other disappointing excuses of men who are who in one breath may bring awareness to the struggles of marginalized black women and the next praise of elevation of a man who has abused dozens of them. Um, we all know he's talking about uh, we're all he's talking about LeBron James. She's talking about LeBron James. I would never expect a public figure to side with Watson's victims. However, I do ask that anyone with responsibility to uphold basic morality simply shut their mouths and log off Twitter when they are tempted to show his support. Thank you. And I, I understand what she says. And I understand where she's coming from, being that I'm a woman. Being that I love football and I talk about football, I see it a lot. I see sexist comments to me all the time. I have people think that I don't know anything. Um, and then when you are a woman, and I also said to you last time, the past two recordings of this podcast, how men threaten to rape me and threaten to kill me because I support certain players. Um, just goes to show you that men don't understand, men don't get it. Let's put it that way. Some of you men do not get it. And that's sad. That's very sad. I don't think you would want your sister, your aunt, your cousin, your mother, your friend, your friends, girlfriends or wives or whatever, any women that you know in your life to have to go through what they went through. 
And this is why it's so incredibly hard for women to come forward when they're sexually assaulted and when they're raped and when they're harassed. It's not right. And I'll just say this, karma's a bitch. Just that's all I'll say for the Browns. Karma is a bitch. Anywho, I will switch over to quickly talking about one thing and one more thing, and then I will, this podcast will be over. So Zach Wilson, we'll go back to Zach, just because it's the Zach hour. Um, so he just posted two different reels on his Instagram account. I'm like, oh my God, thank God. Can you, if you are an NFL player listening to this, why have you not embraced reels? If you are entrepreneur, entrepreneur, however you want me to pronounce that stupid shit. If you are a business per, if you are a business, if you are a brand, if you are a blogger, whatever you are, you should be embracing reels. Reels right now is where it all is. That's where all the engagement is. And they're also fun. 15, 30 second videos. Boom, boom, boom. Now, I had to put together Zach Wilson's, you know, film that's a minute long. But other than that, I usually only post seven seconds, nine seconds, 10, 15. Um, I think the most I've done is 30. But, you know, when I'm trying to tell a story, obviously, I post for one minute. But you need to do a reel. If you are an NFL player or a hockey player or Major League Baseball player or a basketball player, whatever athlete you are, whatever sport you play, Start embracing real. Stop posting your stupid shit. Like Christian McCaffrey last year posted like this three minute long fucking video. I don't care. You could have taken all of that that you put in that video and broken it up into like a series of reels. 45 seconds here. Here's what happened. He got hurt. 45 seconds here. Here's him, you know, um, recovering. 45 seconds here. Um, or 30 seconds here. Uh, working out here, 30 seconds here. Now he's back on the field at, you know, OTAs. Oh, here he is here doing that. Like you can break it down, use reels. No one is watching your three minute long video the whole way through, especially if it's boring. If the content doesn't roll right out and people don't want to watch it, they're not. That's why you need to do reels. Everybody's attention span online is very short and limited. You need to execute properly when it comes to using social media, as I see uh, most athletes don't. Now, the caption for Zach's, I would have told you that he did uh, season two loading. Cliche, cliche, everybody fucking does that. Season three loading, oh, season 10 loading. Uh, uh, He could have come up with a better caption, but my guess is he didn't write the caption. My guess is whoever put that video together, which was really great, by the way, the video was great. Use that caption. That's why you don't hire people who do video, who are videographers to write captions and copyright because they have no clue what they're doing. Just to point it out, like I had a potential client yesterday. You know, they want the Lamborghini, but they're only going to pay me for, they're only going to pay me for the Toyota. Well, if you want, if you want the Lamborghini, you got to pay for the Lamborghini. You don't get the Lamborghini and by paying for a Toyota or a Honda. Like people don't understand that concept. Social media is very important. It's the blueprint of your brand. 
especially for you athletes out there, it's the blueprint of you. Make it count. And especially with captions too. And use hashtags. Oh, use a freaking hashtag. Put three. NFL. Take flight. Jets. There's your there's your three freaking hashtags. Season two. You could have put that one as a hashtag instead. Uh, use a hashtag. Ugh, I can't. When athletes do not use hashtags, I cringe. I'm like, you can still gain followers. That's the whole purpose of using hashtag is to gain followers. Just the Jets fans don't have to follow Zach Wilson. I guess his audience is Jets fans. But he needs to, he can branch out and he can get other people. He can bring other people in. He also has BYU fans. So you want to do your audience? Yes. But branch out. Create fans. That's your whole goal as an NFL player should be create fans of yours on social media. Create fans. Have a fan base. Anywho. Ay, ay, ay. All right. That about wraps it up. So, yes, I'm excited for Sunday. Birthday party. I haven't had one in two and a half, two years. So thrilling and excited. So, I'm Italian. My whole family is going to be here. You know, minus a couple people because they can't make it. And they also, I have family in another state. So, they can't come, obviously. But we're going to celebrate and then we'll do FaceTime with them. Um... But then I have, we're celebrating January's birthdays, February's birthdays, March, and April. So it's going to be, like, so much fun. Looking forward to Sunday. You have no idea. And then, of course, next week, all birthday stuff I will be, I will be posting away all next week. Great, great material. And I will let you know next week if Zach Wilson really is a good guy. If he is really different. If he is what I project he is which is the next door dude, like the guy that lives next door, you know, a great guy. We'll find out next week. And that's about it. Have a great weekend. And I will see you all on Tuesday. Well, you'll hear from me Tuesday for um, assassination. And then Friday for obviously. Um... Recordings of a fangirl. Hashtag sarcasm. Talk to you soon, y'all.